All right, good evening, Grace Point. Welcome. Holy Spirit, welcome. Welcome here. Lord, we receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation. We pray, ask for it, receive it, Lord, release it in the knowledge of him. We pray to know the hope that we've been called to and the riches of the glory of the inheritance Jesus has in the saints and the power available to us. It's available. Doesn't mean we have to walk in it, Lord, but it's available to us that want it. And Lord, we want to know the power and authority we have. We pray for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, we left off last week. And last week we talked about that an evidence for being baptized in the Holy Spirit is praying in the Spirit, praying in other languages. That's an evidence. But it must be accompanied with power because it's called an endowment of power. There will be a boldness or an ability on the life of the believer that wasn't there before. And Peter is an example of that. He stands up boldly and he preaches the gospel. Now, something else has happened to Peter and the apostles and the 120. And Charles Finney talked about this. He said when he was filled with the Holy Spirit and then he talked to people, Saving impressions came on people. What do you mean? They would say things, witness to people, share Christ, and the Holy Spirit would be so powerfully in what he said that it would fix a saving impression on people, and they would get saved. Some instantly, some maybe later, but they would have that ability. And in fact, that's what Charles Finney said when that ability that power left his life he would go off and pray and fast and ask god for a fresh touch because he wanted that ability and you can see if you had that in your life how much you would want that well we see that very evidence right here in the acts chapter 2 look at verse 37 of chapter 2 now, when they, the crowd, heard this, they were pricked in their heart. That's a saving impression. They were convicted by what Peter preached. And they said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what must we do? And Peter said, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For this promises to you and your children and all those that are far off, as many as the Lord God has called. Verse 41, And they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day were added unto the church. Get this, 3,000 souls. 3,000 souls from one sermon. Brian, wouldn't that be amazing? to go to some, I don't know what draws 3,000 people in Licking County or Newark, but maybe the ice cream festival and you get up there and you preach the gospel and 1,000 people receive Christ right there on the spot. Wouldn't that be amazing to make such a saving impression? You know, we've seen that in the life of Billy Graham. I don't know if Billy Graham ever prayed in tongues. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't. I don't know. But I know that when Billy Graham preached, he preached with the power of the Spirit. He was very calm. 
His messages were very simple. But when that guy gave an altar call, people came down to the front in thousands. Thousands. Came down to the front and got saved and gave their life to Jesus Christ. It's just amazing. Billy Graham and his preaching and in his words, there was power. And he made saving impressions where people responded. And that's the exact same thing that Peter did. So when you receive the baptism of the Spirit, when you receive the baptism of power, there are other things. Like God does other things. You, the, the, the love of God comes into your heart and you learn to love people. Uh, you learn to suffer affliction. There's other evidences of the baptism of the Spirit. But this baptism of power is so important. There will be a newfound ability and there will be a newfound power come into your life to do the will of God. And one of the primary functions of that is to make you a witness. There is a misnomer that God has called evangelists into the body and they are the only ones to share Christ. Everybody else has other gifts and they're not responsible to share Jesus Christ. First of all, I always say, well, who would say that? Why wouldn't you want to share Jesus? There are evangelists called into the body of Christ. Do you know what their job is to do, the evangelist? According to Paul in Ephesians chapter 4, their job is to equip you in evangelism. So I think I have a gift of evangelism, okay? My job as an evangelist is to equip you to do the work of the ministry, which is evangelism. If I were a prophet, my job would be to equip you in prophecy and prophetic ministry. I may be in the office of the prophet, but I'm not doing all the prophecy. Paul said in Corinthians, you all may prophesy, you know, one at a time. You can all prophesy. Everybody can, okay? But that doesn't make you a prophet. A prophet is someone that's going to equip you to prophesy and teach you. They're a gift to the church. A pastor is going to teach you how to shepherd people, how to disciple people. That's his gift. He's put in the body to pastor you and teach you how um, to do these things. I know I'm a pastor, and I know I'm an evangelist, okay? So I have in me a calling to equip you to disciple, and I have a calling to equip you to evangelize. But you do the pastoring, and you do the evangelizing, okay? I do too. I do it too. If I don't model it, what type of pastor or evangelist would I be? Of course, I'm modeling it to you. Of course, I'm doing it, and I have a certain gifting there. But the job of the pastor and the evangelist is to equip you to do the same thing. So there's power for each member of the body to be a witness, not just a, a certain few. And you can see that in the New Testament, too. And I have so much more to say about that this coming Sunday, which will be passed by now. This, well, by the time this is preached or taught on a Thursday night, it would have already happened. But I'm going to talk about the gift of impartation uh, this Sunday and how we can impart gifts to people, too. All right. So this gift is to you. This power is available to you, and it will empower you in your ministry. Now, of course, if you have a particular ministry that you're called to, the Holy Spirit will empower you to do that ministry. 
Some people are called to the gifts of, gift of helps. And when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, God will give you a new found strength to operate in your gift of helps. You'll be able to clean the church better. You'll be able to work the sound booth better. You'll be able to usher better. You'll be able to go help people in their homes and give people assistance better. He'll endue you with power so that you can do uh, the, the ministry of helps with great power. That may be your number one assignment. And that may be what you're called to do as the number one thing that you're going to do. God will endue your gift of helps or whatever your gift is with power, but you still will be a witness, okay? You're still a witness to God. All right, so I'll pick up right there. Every believer has power to witness and share the gospel when they receive the baptism. And the baptism of the Holy Spirit will empower you in your giftings, whatever they are, uh, in the body. And we'll pick up right there next week.